Loaded Bases, episode 17. The World Series is underway. And first off, I just want to say that Mookie Betts, he deserves to be arrested for all his robberies he committed. The ALCS, awesome series. NLCS, awesome series. To be honest, I do not care who wins. I just want to see great games. I mean, I would want to see Clayton Kershaw win his first World Series. But also, then again, I would love to see the Rays win as well. So my guest today, he has done everything you can think of in the sports industry. He has figured out the whole aspect of if you have a passion and a hobby, why not get paid for it? A lot of my previous episodes, I've talked to players, coaches, but I've yet to talk to someone from the business side of things. It's really an awesome way to listen to other people like from their point of views. It's really nice to understand both sides of the story. So this episode was recorded back in June, I believe June 28th. So this is before the season started. And now, since the season's over, perfect time to release this. Here we go. Loaded bases. We have Zachary Frazier here. How's it going? I'm well. How are you? Not bad. Just trying to survive. <laughs> Very cool. Me too. So, what is your current job title? What do you do? So, I am the general manager of Bulldog Sports Properties, which, uh, is the multimedia rights holder for Fresno State Athletics. Oh, wow. So we handle all of the multimedia rights. is kind of a big encompassing deal, but uh, primarily we, we create the marketing, sales, and promotions opportunities for Fresno State Athletics across their 21 varsity sports. How, have, you got, have you been busier during quarantine, or has stuff been slowing down? Uh, busier but a different type of busy. Um, so, you know, right. I, I described it to somebody that we're playing, uh, or it's like shooting skeet uh, mm-hmm. at night, um, midnight with, with clay pigeons that you can't see. Right. So <laughs> you're still loading the gun. You're still shooting. You may hit something, but you don't know because there's just so many different scenarios and, uh, and kind of situations that we were having to plan for. So, you know, we have models that include, no fans in a stadium. We have models that include no act, you know, no sports being played at all. We have models that include 25% of fans of the stadium. And each of those scenarios has very different um, outcomes isn't the right word, but very different paths that we would take mm-hmm. in order to fulfill and make sure that we can take care of our customers. So it's uh, yeah. It, try speed shooting at night with, uh, <laughs> with clay pigeons that you can't see and see what happens. So. I think I would uh, I would struggle on that one. That would be <laughs> literally a shot in the dark. It's that's and that's kind of what we're doing right now. So and and the the reality is is while while everybody has their own personal opinions about it, mm-hmm. it's not just a matter of picking what you want or what's what the university wants or what the conference wants, right? You've got to factor in all sorts of different. Uh, you know, you've got a governor that's making decisions. You've got yep. a chancellor of a state university system. You've got fans. You've got you know, public safety issues, you've got all sorts of things that, uh, that weigh in on this, uh, this type of decision. And it's not just our decision. So it's, 
you got to kind of play with a bunch of different different teammates in this situation. So that's yeah, because uh, I mean, I mean, because it goes by county. You got a whole bunch of different different variables in this one. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I know that Yakima, we're stuck in phase one, so there is yep. no there is no way. I do not think. I mean, well, because there's baseball being played. Uh, I know out in Sela. Yeah, but well, and phase phases are different by state, right? Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. So you know, Idaho, three hours away, has a very different definition of what phase one or phase two looks like. Um, yeah. And Montana looks different than California, and California looks different than Texas, and Texas is different than New York. So it's it is. Uh, I'm gonna look at the the bright side of life here we are living through a uniquely historic experience whether yes. you like the history or not at least we're we're living something we've never lived before so. yeah it, it it'll definitely be interesting like from this point going forward because i i mean i feel as sports will forever be different yeah and, th- and there will be a lot more opportunities that people see from here yeah absolutely so to, to answer your original question we're busy it's just a different kind of business yeah good i guess i guess that's good yeah <laughs> so so you've had quite a bit different uh job titles throughout the years like from marketing uh to ticket sales to being a coo uh what's the biggest pro and con from going to each different level um i uh you know i i think uh, that's a good question. I enjoy, I've enjoyed every kind of process and everything that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest, um, the thing that I enjoyed the most, frankly, was the first maybe two or three years in both Walla Walla and in Yakima in terms of the founding, you know, getting mm-hmm. things off the ground. I like creating, I like building it from the ground up. I don't particularly like once it's built, kind of sticking with it. Um, yeah. I, and I did that you know, did that for 10 years in Walla Walla. I did that for six years in Yakima. And, and ultimately what led to me choosing to do something different is I, I didn't want to manage a product for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, uh, and while I'm not, while I'm managing a product here, it's, it's new. So I'm learning yep. new things. I'm, I'm building new uh, skill sets and experiences. I'm developing new relationships. So um, it was a good experience for me to learn that, I'm not a 40 year stay in the same place, same house, mm-hmm. same market kind of person. Um, some people are, and I think that there's benefits to that lifestyle as well, but yeah. that, that wasn't for me. Um, the, what I've learned as I've progressed in my career is each, each kind of step along the way has helped me, helped me be more well-rounded, more prepared for, um, uh, the next job, the next title, the next responsibility. So, um, and I look at it, you know, I look back now, I know what it's like to grill a hot dog yeah. you know, and have to get 2000 hot dogs ready for opening that. I know what it's like to wear the mascot costume. I know what it's like to drag the infield. I, we've done you know, it I, all. Yeah, we've done it all. So we can be prepared for, um, all sorts of different scenarios that come up, uh, including a pandemic that, will only allow our product to be seen on TV. So now yeah. we're, you know, creating new products that will be available to be seen on TV. So um, it's, it's been a good experience. What was, what was your first job? Like, what was your very first job that you've ever had? 
in sports or just uh, let's say in sports. Okay. Uh, my first job that I ever had in sports was as a work study student uh, at Utah Valley State. Uh, it's now Utah Valley University, but Utah Valley State College in the athletic department. Um, and I was paid, I, get, I got nine hours a week in work study oh, wow. uh, money to uh, help develop and run promotions for the athletic department. Yeah, so you've came a long way since that. Yeah, it was fun though. I, but that's probably my funnest uh, job that I've had over the years, right? Yeah. Um, it's basically, we just got to create fun ways to get students to come to basketball games and to baseball games. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, see, it was my first job. I was the I was a bat boy for the Akma Bears like back when they were here. Okay. And I yeah. thought that was, I mean, that was amazing. I it it was it was so cool to like work, I guess, like in the sport that I love. And it didn't even feel like a job. It yeah. was it was like a passion for it. I mean, well, given I just cleaned dugouts and went to grab bats and give them part balls, but it it was it was amazing, like working in sports. Yeah. It's, and while people have to realize that like sports is an industry where you have to look at it from the perspective of loving what you do, not necessarily yes. the money that you're going to make. Cause frankly, I could make a lot more money doing something else. Um, yeah. And I've, and I've explored that. I may still do that in my life. Um, but, uh, but every time that I look to go do something else, I get kind of pulled back into the passion play. So um, it's, it's an interesting a fun thing to do just people have to realize that when they start out that it's not a great place to make money yeah so why why baseball like why like how did that become your passion i baseball is not my passion um i love baseball and i have great uh a great um kind of emotional tie to the game but it's not Mm -hmm. my passion um and so i think that that so the why for baseball, yep. why I started in baseball, I wanted to be a play-by-play broadcaster. And, uh, and so I was given an opportunity to, to do that um, with Provo Angels, which was mm-hmm. uh, at the time a Pioneer League affiliated to uh, Los Angeles Angels. Um, and the, the passion to be a broadcaster goes back to uh, going to Rochester Red Wings games with my grandfather when I was a child um, and an old silver stadium, which was the, the historic ballpark there. Um, you know, I remember we, we'd sit kind of down the third baseline and then he would walk all the way back to the top of the grandstand and smoke um, and smoke, which is back in the day, you could do that. But that was where the smoking section was. And, and yeah. he didn't want to, he didn't want his grandkids to see him smoking. So he would go all the way up to the top. Um, we saw anyway, but, uh, um, but I, I love that memory, um, and, and that feeling of, uh, of being in the ballpark with my grandfather and I played baseball in high school and, um, had a great experience playing, uh, playing the game. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that that's what I wanted to do. Um, once I started as a broadcaster, I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> did not like the experience of being on the road and being away from my wife and child at the time. Um, but I enjoyed the industry and I enjoyed the sport. So, uh, certainly that kind of played into why baseball specific to Pacific baseball ventures of sweets and the Pippin. Mm-hmm. Right. For, I was introduced to the right people at the right time. That's yeah. all. Um, and, uh, happened to be in Seattle at the same time that John Stanton wanted to start a baseball team. And so, uh, we're introduced 
through a mutual friend for lunch. Uh-huh. And that's, that's how it got started. So the passion for me there was more just making sure that we did a good job building a product that people could be proud of and that the communities could feel, feel uh, a sense of pride of ownership. And I think with both the suites and the Pippins, I look back and I think we accomplished that goal. Um, and, uh, but as far as the game of baseball, uh, I don't care. Um, yeah. And, and I hate, and that hurt, like it hurts, it hurts baseball people's my, uh, hearts when they hear me say that. Um, I'm only realizing that I don't care when the fact that there's no baseball right now. Yeah. And I haven't missed it. <laughs> I missed it. I missed yeah. it. Um, will I enjoy going to a game? Will I enjoy spending time with friends at a, at a ball game in the future? Absolutely. But I, I'm not heartbroken over the fact that Major League Baseball is not playing. I'm not. The only thing that makes me heartbroken about the fact that the West Coast League isn't playing this year is the fact that I've got people that I care about, you know, people that we've hired, staff members that that are struggling or aren't working right now because of it. That hurts my heart. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else, don't miss it. Um, and uh, frankly, I enjoy the fact that I'm home every night for dinner without having yeah. to be at a ballpark. So it, it's kind of it's 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 a positive and a negative. I mean, there's a lots of stuff that are going on right now. Yeah. It's, I mean, a look is with, I guess, like for me, um, I guess I've been just trying to figure out how to get some baseball in my life. Yeah. Just like a tiny little bit. And it's, I mean, I'm excited that baseball is coming back, but at the same time, it's, uh, I don't know if playing this short of a season is gonna, I mean, really affect my like emotions or, or like any of that. But there's a lot more that I have learned behind than just what's on the field. Yeah. Well, and I this is the I described it like this to a friend. You know, if you're an accountant, you don't go home and do more accounting. Yep, and that's what I do. I do accounting. Okay. So baseball for you is the emotional release, right? Yes. It's the enjoyment. It's the it's the hot dog and a beer at a ballpark, right, yes. with your friend or with your wife, or right. So. And those are great things. And I think that it's, it's a great honor to be part of providing that to, to people and having that experience. If you work in baseball, you don't go home and watch more baseball. Correct. You go home and shut it off. And yes. so uh, um, I, I've been in baseball for such a long time that right now I don't miss it. Give me a year or two and I'll probably miss that, mm-hmm. that energy and that experience. And uh, then I can just be a fan of the game as opposed to having to kind of live at 365 days a year. Yeah, because bit baseball is a. I mean, you know it. It's a business. I mean, like yeah. it's 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 not just a game. There's a lot of stuff that goes with creating a team, and Absolutely. and then like just to put a just to put nine guys on the field. There's a lot of stuff to go through just to make that happen. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. No. So I. Uh, I know that's probably not the answer you were expecting, but I don't, I don't, I don't no. really miss the See, game right now. I want, I want everyone's honest truth. Like, yeah. like behind all of this, it's, yep. it, it's very interesting to hear from different people's po- point of views, like who, who have different levels, like within the game. Yep. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Honestly. Cool. Well, I mean, like, cause you, you did a great job with bringing the Pippins back to Yakima. And I mean, you've made a lot of people here happy with that. That that is more what I care about, right? I mean, and and I look at the community uh, 
the, the people in Yakima really embraced us. And it was hard. I mean, we made some mistakes. We made a lot of mistakes. Um, but we, you know, we tried and we, mm-hmm. we were honest with people. We were transparent with what we were trying to get built and get done. Um, and, and oftentimes it worked, uh, and sometimes it didn't. Um, but you know, I, it, that, that is a takeaway. I love, I, I still look at my kind of friends list on social media and, and there's, mm-hmm. there's a pretty significant portion of it that are people that I met and, and grew to love in Yakima. Um, and, uh, that'll always be a, an important community in my personal, my family development and my professional development. So. That's, yeah. Cause when the Yakima bears left down to uh, Hillsboro and then we had no baseball here, it was just, it was, uh, I guess like in the summertime, I mean, there's really not too much to do in Yakima, but like, I mean, no. we're a very like baseball community. Yeah. I mean, like when the Pippins came back, that was awesome. I'm glad we could be a part of it. It was, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so how did you end up in California? Well, just, I was recruited to come be a part of this company. It's, it's, uh, Bulldog Sports Properties is a, is a, is a division of Deerfield IMG College. And so mm-hmm. I, I, uh, actually had reached out about an opportunity in Logan, Utah. I started my college experience in Utah State. And so, I've always loved Logan, um, and uh, I, I got a call from one of their recruiters that said, "Hey, we you might be a better fit for this opportunity here." Um, I really didn't want to go to California. Um, I, it's funny if you live in Washington, you hear like everybody in Washington. Excuse me, everybody from California that's in Washington tells you how bad it is, right? And, and yeah. how horrible the cost of living is, and all the. So anyway, so I had this kind of perception that California was a, a, a rough place. Um, and then I flew here, I, but I was trying to be open-minded to, yeah. you know, I, I really was, the reason I left Pacific Baseball Ventures was to be open-minded to new opportunities, right? So not, so I went simply because I, I have to not shut my own door, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I came down here and it, it was great. It was a lot like Eastern Washington, just without snow. And uh, hey, see that that right there, that would be the way to do it. I would, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. It was great, and you know, agricultural community. Uh, uh, you know, we talk, we talk about the ag experience in, in Washington and in Eastern Washington, which is awesome. Uh, Fresno makes the ag experience in Eastern Washington look like a home garden. Uh, you know, there's you know, this, this is an ag central yeah. community. Uh, it, people are nice, they work hard here. Um, and I hate to break it to all my friends in Washington, but the cost of living in Washington is about on par with California these days. So, uh, you know, it's the only thing that the only thing that Washington still has going in its favor is there's still no state income tax, right? So, yep. Um, but uh, you know, we just followed a kind of a prompting, a feeling like this was the right next step for our family, and um, it's opened an opportunity for me to get connected with some of the key people uh, in in. NCAA athletics, um, uh, some of the decision makers at the highest levels of the game here, um, and just start to expand and build my network and uh, uh, still maintain good friendships with the folks that I was partners with at Pacific Baseball Ventures and and always stay close to that relationship. Um, Just felt like the right, it ended up, it it surprised me. 
I would have never picked this market, but it has turned out to be a great uh, opportunity for, for me professionally and for our family. So. I mean, like for me, I take it as it's kind of all about who you know and how you can get connected with them. And that's how I, I mean, so, so cause I go to school for uh, marketing and I have used those skills by who I've met over the years to try and do this podcast. Yeah. And it, let's say, cause so I met you back in 2000. Well, cause I don't know if you, you remember this, but like back in 2014, uh, yep. you came to Wenatchee. Yep. I forgot why, but then just exchanged information, Facebook, and now six years later, do an interview. Yeah. So I do remember. Uh, we. I was. I think I was traveling. I can't remember if I was with the Sweets or with the Pippins, but um, I think it was Pippins. It was Pippins. We're in town with the Pippins. Um. And uh, so I do remember, uh, it is who you know. I would also say in the industry, it's who you know will open the door for you and get you mm-hmm. a seat at the table. Um, ultimately, you've got to be able to show that you can do something. Yeah. Um, and there's a, unfortunately, there's a current uh, running in the world of sports where it, there's a belief that it's just who you know. No, yeah. You still got to put it in the work. Yeah. Once you're at the table, you got to be able to show that you belong there. Yep. And uh, And – Sometimes people don't, and yeah. they don't work out. Um, and other times people do, uh, and, and it works out really well. So who you know is important, but ultimately your ability to prove that you can get stuff done is, uh, is going to keep you in this space. So, so one final thing. Uh, do you have any advice uh, for listeners who do want to get into the sports industry? What would you say? First, be prepared with something other than a love of sports. So, you know, whether whether it's a, a great understanding of accounting. Uh, so I, I am a horrible, my background is not in accounting. I have learned over the last 10 years from some of the best accountants in the professional uh, space that have nothing to do with sports. In fact, they hate sports, but they happen to be really good at accounting. And so really wealthy people hire them to do their jobs. Uh, and I've learned a ton from them on how to, uh, mostly through my own errors, but mm-hmm. uh, how to how to become, um, how to understand accounting practices so that I can use those skills uh, in running my own business. Um, but but come to the table with something other than oh I love working in sports or I love sports or I love baseball, um, whether it's graphic design or whether it's uh, uh, great data analytics mind whatever the case is come with some skill sets that are out that uh that are going to be more than just i love sports um and uh and then be prepared to have kind of a rough two or three years to start out with um and i don't mean that you should expect to get abused that's incorrect and i don't like that about our industry that we have kind of abused young people Mm -hmm. um certainly know your worth and be willing to to fight for that but also be prepared for the fact that like even your bosses aren't making a lot of money. So don't, you know, so don't, don't walk in there thinking that you're going to make a ton of money. Um, uh, so, so be prepared for the first two or three years being a, a rough experience. Um, and, and then be very clear on what your own personal goals or objectives will be. 
um, you know, and, and I don't mean what's your five-year plan or where do you see yourself mm-hmm. in five years because that's ridiculous. What I mean is... A lot of things can happen. If, yeah, but, but, you know, if you say, I want to be the president of a major league baseball team, okay. Now, mm-hmm. as the person who's hiring you, I can start to put you in positions where you're going to learn the skill. You're not going to be the president of a major league baseball team after working for me, right? There's going to be yeah. 30 steps between working for me and being uh, at a point where you're running a major league baseball team. But if you want to be the president of a major league baseball team, then I'm going to have you count money every night. Not because you're going to, you're going to count cash at a major league baseball team uh, market or, or, or stadium, but you need to understand the, the process for reconciling sales at the end of every night so that, when you are running your own major league baseball team, you have understanding of what that looks like for your people in that stadium. Um, you know, or if you say, Hey, I want to be the head groundskeeper for the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. Then I'm probably not going to have you flipping a bunch of hot dogs, but I am yeah. going to have you working at two o'clock in the afternoon when it's 97 degrees uh, out on the field. Um, so it, being very clear in advance of, uh, of starting what you ultimately want to do. Now, you mentioned this a a minute ago, things will change. You may get down the path and realize, I don't want to be the the president of the major league baseball team. I don't. So at least, at least you have, it's okay to have your objective change, Mm -hmm. but if you don't have something set to begin with, you you really don't move in any particular direction. So, um, so just, yeah, being aware that, uh, you got to bring some skill sets beyond just loving sports to the table. Um, recognize that the first through, you know, a couple of years are going to not be very fun. Uh, and then the third being that you have a clear uh, goal or objective in mind of what you want to be. Um, those would be the three things that I'd say are, are the most important. Um, because we can teach the rest, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, we're, we're going through this experience right now with our own uh, property here in Fresno. Mm-hmm. when I was in high school I played volleyball and uh, we needed a middle blocker um, and I, I was a very good setter I was a good weak side hitter my coach we were talking about how we could get a good middle blocker and I, we had a friend who was six foot seven and played basketball never played volleyball before and my coach at the time said hey you need to get him to come play volleyball <laughs> yeah I said but coach he's not a middle blocker he can't do anything he's like He's six foot seven. I can teach the rest. You can right? teach that. Yep. Yeah. So, so come to the table with those three things and we'll, t- and we'll, you know, a good team, a good employer, a good company will teach you the rest. Um, but if you don't have those, it's, I, I don't want to spend my time teaching you uh, because you're, you're just going to ultimately not work out and it's going to have been mm. a waste of my time and resources. So um, that's, that's what I would say. That, that's some of the advice that I would give. Big thank you to Zachary Frazier. Who would have thought that back in 2013, 2014, we would have met now, seven years later, interviewing him on my podcast. Always keep in touch with those connections and don't be afraid to reach out. As always, huge thank you to Routine Baseball for many of the apparel I wear throughout the episodes. Routine Baseball has got me covered. They started out of a basement producing teas, and now they're shipping apparel and accessories across the globe. And I just want to say, as I'm recording this right now, Cody Bellinger just hit a two-rent bomb. So much for a dislocated shoulder. Oh, 
Go Cubs. 